All right. Welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. We have both of the brothers in arms. We have Avery. We have Connor. How are we doing, boys? Fantastic. Fantastic. Doing pretty good. We had a four-day weekend. Four, four-day weekend. Technically, it wasn't a full four-day weekend because we still had to work because of the two teacher work days. But it wasn't that bad. Did you do your PDs? Mm-hmm. You did all three of them? Dude, the first one took me forever. Oh, those? No. I haven't had a day Did you finish the safety in schools? Yeah. Yeah, those don't take long. I haven't had a day off since Friday. Can't relate. But I started a new job this week, so things are great. Hell yeah. What? When do you – so apparently you're about to be driving your own car, right? Or your own – Yeah. Uh, started – finished training tomorrow, and then they said I'm progressing well, so I'll be in my own truck Monday. You excited? Dude, Ner- that's, nervous, that's but yeah, I'm excited. Bro, good for you, man. New jobs are always fun. How, like, difficult has it been so far? It's just physical. Feel like you he- heavy boxes though. Yeah, dude. Uh, carried like a couch in a box today. Dang, that's tough. Just throw it on your shoulder. <sighs> just run. A lot of houses or a lot of apartments where you have to go up. Apartments stairs. are the worst. Oh, yeah. Apartments suck. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for any delivery person I ever ordered from that had to come to our apartment. You just, you just like, get a nice look at the thing. You just chuck the so, package. So, there's this old folks home that's an apartment. I'm not going to name it because it's no one's business. But there's three buildings, and there's six floors, and the elevators are slow because it's old Six people. floors per or yeah. six floors total between the three buildings? Six floors per building. Oh. So, I have to stop at three buildings, load up my pallet jack with, like, ten boxes, Stop on, like, second floor, run down each hallway, throw them at each door that they go to, go to the third. But I leave my pallet jack in the elevator so the door can't close and no one can call it. So I can just get back in it and you go back up. But the elevator's super slow because it's an old folks' home. You got to give Margaret some time to get herself ready going down. It goes down too fast, you know? Dude, that's tough. But the best thing is the dogs. The dogs love you or hate you. But so far, only nice dogs. Yeah, I feel you. I so a- let me ask you a question. So, so, so let me ask you a question. All of us are big sports fans, obviously. That's why we do this show. But I was thinking, I've been reminiscing recently because the Braves were in the World Series, which we'll talk about in a little while. But I've been reminiscing about all of the stadiums that I've been to. Because yeah. I've been, this year alone, I've been to the Angel Stadium. The I've been to the Padres Stadium. I've been to the White Sox. I've been to the Cubs. I've been to the Braves again. I went to um, I went to the NC State Stadium just recently. Um, I went to a Panthers game. Um, so I've been to a lot of stadiums in the ye- this year alone, which I'm very thankful for um, that I have the money to actually like save up Dude, for it because it's really cool to be able to experience those things. Like the NLCS, I mean, you think about all the things that I've witnessed this year. I've witnessed both the – arguably they haven't been named yet, but I'm going to have witnessed the AL MVP, which is uh, Shohei Otani. I'm probably going to have witnessed the NL MVP, which is Fernando Tatis. I witnessed the – You think he's going to win it? Yeah. He, he's the home run leader right now. Oh, okay. uh, not right now, but he's uh, he's the home run leader for this year, okay. and usually they have a bias towards home, home yeah. run hitters. Um 
I've watched the two. Oh, I've also watched the National Stadium. Um, yeah. I've watched the two teams who have traded away all their pieces, um, the Nationals and the Cubs. And I've watched the now World Series champions um, during the playoffs. So um, I've been definitely blessed to do a lot of things. You went to the White Sox, too. Yeah, White Sox met some people, which were always fun. Um, but, yeah, it, I, I mean, the White Sox was cool. But my question is, what – all of that to say, what is one stadium, it could be any sport, that you really, really want to go to at some point in your life? Like, this is like a bucket list stadium for you. Either Boston Garden or the Knicks Stadium. Okay. Or uh, uh, Matt, uh, Madison Square. Yeah, Madison Square. I just think that there aren't – I'll go by sport. I think the three would have to be Boston, the Lakers are the most well-known of like the a lot of history in those stadiums. The Staples Center yeah. for the Lakers. And, and I think the Knicks just because like it's Madison Square and, and I have family in New York. Um, for football, probably the new Rams stadium. It's supposed to be like absolutely fan and and the Chargers. It's supposed to be fantastic. I heard the Raiders is insane. The yeah. the Raiders one in whatever Vegas. whatever the newest stadium is is the yeah. stadium I want to go to for for football because I mean I mean I remember when Minnesota Stadium got released and it was like all glass and yeah. it was like crazy nice. looking and then it was like hey look at the Raiders they're gonna have this mechanical door that opens so you can see all of uh, Las Vegas and now it's like you have the I remember I drove by the uh, the duels the, the Rams sta- I'm just gonna call it the Rams Stadium you know the Chargers play there the Rams Stadium when it was being built in California when I went to go visit seeing it like kind of get built which yeah. is cool for for hockey I mean, <laughs> I've, I've never been able to get I, I haven't ever been to um, the Hurricanes Arena that's like one I want to go so to. have you been to multiple so. What stadiums have you gone to? So I know because we went to Cubs together. We I've went to White to, Sox together. I've been to the Checker Stadium, which is the local hockey team. I've been to um, the Hornet Stadium. I've been to the Panther Stadium. I've been to the Brave Stadium. And I've been to White Sox and the Cubs. I think, if I remember correctly, we took a tour of the Yankee Stadium in New York. I Don't quote me on that, but that wasn't the like during one? the game. Yeah, before it got collapsed. So before we get to well, the ones that you want to go to, what stadiums have you gone to, Avery? Yeah. Dodger, Do you know? Dodgers Stadium. Dodgers, okay. Um, Steelers, Hines, obviously. Hines Field. Um, when I was a kid, I went to the St. Louis Cardinals Stadium. When Bush Stadium, Louis, yeah. But I was like, uh, actually, I was, was it the new Bush Stadium or is it the new stadium or the old one? Because I know it might be a little bit too before your time, but I know that Bush Stadium actually got built in. I think I want to say like 2005 or something it like had that. Had to be the old one because I was two. It was okay. like it was like 1998 or nine. Okay. Uh, so I don't remember it at all. I just yeah. know I went there. Um, Hornets, Panthers. I haven't really been to any other ones, I don't think. Not any pros. I feel that. Have you been to college ones? UNC Greensboro's basketball gym. Mm. I've I've been to the Charlotte Stadium, and I've been inside and walked on the field for the UNC Stadium. That's that's all. Oh, I've done. I bet that was cool. That's all yeah. I've done. I've I've never been to anything. The stadium's else. just. I don't want to cut you off. You're good. So. Um, 
I went up to Raleigh for a little bit for a couple of years, and my friend eventually went to UNC, and I went to go visit, and he worked for the like athletics program there. And at UNC, the stadium is just unlocked. Like you can just kind of like do exercise there, like the stairs, and we just walked right onto the field. Like they played, we played like a couple. Like we would throw the ball around and act like we were doing plays on the on Chapel Hill Stadium, running on their turf, like walked inside of their like little area they run out of like that was cool apparently connor talked to the assistant principal or the uh, athletic director and he's going to be able to get like the garinger stadium reserved yeah, so we, to just do like a pickup football game one so day we were talking and i was like i was like art um this is his nickname i was like all right if i wanted to uh bring my friends over and we wanted to borrow the field is that possible he's like yeah i don't care He's like, will the school be opera? I'm like, no, let's be over like winter break. He was like, yeah, I don't care. And I was like, big, big, big bet then. All right. Sweet. But I think if I had to do college, would have to be Alabama or Georgia would be the two stadiums I'd want to be in during like a big game. Okay. Well, what college team would you want to go to? Me? Notre Dame. Ooh, that's a good. Uh, Where a good is pick. Notre Dame at? It's only Illinois, I think. Is it? I feel like an idiot for not knowing. It's an abstract but stadium. It's wherever the Notre Dame team is. I didn't get to say the stadiums I want to go to. Yeah. I want to go to PNC Stadium in Pittsburgh because that's the Pirates. The best yeah. Ones. I'm not even a Pirates fan. And, and it's one of those where I think that water just adds a new dimension. So that's why like, I feel like PNC for the Pirates, Oracle um, for the Giants yeah. and stuff like and that. It's I think in that that's, the pond. Yeah. And I, I think that those are super, super cool. Yeah. And yeah. I want to go to the, the new Bush Stadium. I would have. For the Cardinals? Yeah. It's it's actually like the actual stadium isn't that great. Um, but I tell you what, other than the Braves that I just went to, I would argue now I went when it was Cardinals versus Cubs for like Sunday night baseball, which like that yeah. in itself is an atmosphere. But I would say that that had arguably the best atmosphere that yeah. I've ever been to other than the Braves. Yeah. And remember, I went to the Yankees-Red Sox at Fenway Sunday yeah. night baseball type thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that it was – Bush Stadium's electric. So what are your – you already told us which ones you went to, but what's your favorite ones? So my favorite ones – my favorite stadiums? Yeah, or the ones you want to go to, I guess. Um, the one that I want to go to, I want to go to the Yankees one. I So, for anybody who doesn't know, I want to go to all the stadiums, for baseball at least. Um, before you're 35. Yeah, before I'm 35. Which COVID sucked for that. I'm about I'm about 9 or 10. So, hold on. Let me – can somebody do some so math real quick? I would really want to go to – after going to the Cubs stadium, I want to go to the Boston Boston Red Sox. Fenway, Fenway's nice. Yeah, and then the other thing is I would have liked to have gone to the Oakland A's stadium before it's gone, uh, but going to the new one in Las Vegas would probably be on my bucket list. Did you want me to bring up the teams? So I want you to just keep track of how many that I've gone to. I, I feel like I could have a pretty good okay. idea. So the first one that I went to, I went to the Cubs at Wrigley Field. I went to Tropicana Field, which is the Rays stadium. Um, after that, I think that I went to Baltimore um, for the Orioles Camden Yards. I went to Bush Stadium. Um, I have been to uh, Turner Field and the new ones, uh, Truist Field. So you don't have to put that as two. You can just keep it as oh, one. Okay. Um, I've been to the Angel Stadium. 
Um, I've been to, um, what I swear, Petco Park, which is the Padre Stadium. Um, White Sox. Fenway. Fenway, yeah. Um, Nationals. Nationals, yep. That's ten. I think that's it. I think that I've gone to ten. So, yeah, I counted so, ten. So I've gone. I'm I'm a third of the way through, um, but I don't know whether I said it. But the ones that I really want to go to, um, I want to go to the Yankee Stadium one day. I think that that's like a. I mean, when you're talking about tiers of stadiums, the Yankees is up there. The Dodger Stadium's up there. Um, I want to go to Oracle. Um, Oracle is the giant stadium. I really want to go to that it's one really as well. Nice, I heard. Um, I heard that it's really nice too, like really nice, well kept stuff like that. I do want to go to your PNC. I think that that would be cool. I think um, it's the prettiest part. Oh yeah, I, I in I've like walked by it. It's beautiful. They yeah. have statues of uh, Clemente and uh, Willie Stargell on each corner. Yeah. By, by the bridges. It's beautiful. I Not, walked by it on my way to Heinz Field when I went to my Sunday night football game. It's the best night ever. No, I feel you, bro. I does it look have a, it does look like it has a nice view of Pittsburgh. It's what? Great. I thought you were gonna go to Pittsburgh for a game Titans this year. It's December nineteenth. December nineteenth. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of the Titans, um, Derrick Henry out for the season. It well, it's six to ten weeks. I, I heard that he's it's six weeks if he to, has to have surgery on his foot. Yeah. He already had surgery. He's already had surgery. Yeah, he went in for surgery already. So yeah, I, it's like six weeks earliest, ten weeks longest. So now that Derrick Henry's out, and I know that he was never quite the front runner for MVP, but who do you have winning MVP this year? Probably Kyler, if he keeps it up. I mean, he's the only one who's kind of remained healthy. Maybe Josh. Josh Allen, I, maybe I think Kyler could do it. My my bets on Matthew Stafford. I mean, I I've been high on the Rams this whole time, yeah. especially them getting Von Miller this week. I I really do think that that solidifies them as Super Dude, Bowl contenders. If they don't win, it's a bust. They're in cap hell. Yeah, and have no draft picks. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like, and this is actually one thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, what what do you put on Draft picks. Um, just because, like, draft picks c- can be really, really good for you. But also, if you're not a good drafter, like, draft picks are meaningless. I, and so, here, real quickly, if for just to kind of get my take on it, um, for the Rams, if it's one of those things where you feel like you can win now and you want to win for the next year, two years, three years, I don't hate the idea of burning your first round, your second round, and even your third round for the next year or two in order to try to achieve getting Von Miller, getting Jalen Ramsey, getting Matthew Stafford. And we're talking about game-changing players in the NFL. And to be a game-changing player in the NFL, like, that's saying something. I'll let you go first if you want. I just – I think it's a fine thing to do as long as it pays off. And you don't trade away all your – just don't trade too many of your future picks because you're going to need them. So, real quickly, and, and Connor, I'll let you get to it. So, do you think 
that what the Rams have done with Matthew Stafford, with Von Miller, with Jalen Ramsey, giving up all those first-round picks. Do you think that that was smart? Because we haven't seen the payoff yet. We don't know whether – I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, we, we don't know whether it's going to work out and, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. But do you, would you have taken the same steps? Would you have taken some of the same steps? What would you have done if you were the Rams' ownership? Well, I think them trading for Stafford and Ramsey made the most sense. I think they were fine on that. They didn't trade a first round for Vaughn, though. It was a fourth round. Second and third. Second. Oh, it was a second and a third? Second and third. Yes. It oh. was two day two draft picks. Well, that's kind of crazy considering his age. He's not. T- I mean, he's. he's his, he, he was drafted the same year as Cam. He's like so 32. Two, 2011. He's like 32. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would have gave it second and third, but I mean. The Von Miller one, I guess I would say was a reach, but it's still a good move. Yeah. Just because I wouldn't have traded that I mean, high you got, of a pick. You got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. Yeah, yeah. when you have Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald sucking up blockers um, in the middle, and then you Von can get Miller. Von Miller out on the outside yeah. going one-on-one against a, people. They have an all-pro at every level of defense because they play a 3-4. Yeah, and so Von Miller fast enough to, to play outside linebacker and stuff like that. Um, but what what do you think? Uh, I am not the biggest fan of trades just because I, I will don't get me wrong. Let's say for example, you how much how many draft picks would you give me for Christian McCaffrey? Give me give me a number. If, I would and, get, I see here's the thing. Give me a is, number for like the best player on my team. So it so I here here's what we'll do. We'll play trade trade master Jacob. Um, I would give you two firsts for Christian McCaffrey. No more. No, I would give you no more than two firsts. So, I think that like two firsts to me. I mean, you look at Khalil Mack a couple years ago. He got two firsts. Amari Cooper got two firsts. If you're a game changing talent, then you get two firsts. Unless you're a quarterback, where like three firsts for Matthew Stafford makes sense. And I think one of my issues: who are the teams that are trading for talent to win? Are they good or bad? Good. I mean, so yeah. that generally means that they're going to finish later in the draft picks. Fair. So, if I was going to trade away my firsts to, like, let's say that, like, the the Bills want a running game. Yeah, and they, I mean, you're and right. They call up the Panthers and they go two firsts for McCaffrey. Well, God bless you if you win the Super Bowl. Now I don't have a first round pick until the thirty second pick. Good point. Or the thirtieth pick or whatever. But usually, if like, they they have two firsts in the first round that means that they got it from somebody else so they got it from like the dolphins or they got it from yes but something that's still like, that. like it's still one of those things where it's like why well, i think the dolphins were so successful so quickly was because they traded with the texans who immediately imploded yeah. right after the trade and their picks were like one three five yeah. and look it, at justin herbert it, it, nobody it, thought the chargers were going to be that good like justin herbert was going to suck and that dude exploded and is yeah. the like going toe-to-toe with Mahomes. I guess you I think it for me it goes who am I trading with and how much of a future am I giving up. Now, yeah. for example, let's say that you're you suck. You're terrible and they say we'll give you you suck. We'll give you yeah, you might get 3 or 4 picks, but on top of that, look at the Patriots. They did not the best job drafting in like any of their drafts and were really conservative and they managed to win. So I think that it really – you need to have a perfect storm for draft picks. I think yeah. that draft picks are more of a commodity than when believe, especially a high first. A high first is is not always guaranteed to be good. 
But think of the one year that five Hall of Famers went back to back, except for that one dude who went to the Packers, but back to back to back to back. Yeah. It like, just depends on if it works out, I think. Yeah, like, because that's one of those things, like, yeah, the Denver Broncos got two, a second and a third, but. They can't draft the quarterback for crap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just one of those things where like, you gotta you gotta assess your risk to to risk to reward ratio. Because, yeah. like, I mean, you look at it. I truly think, and you know how big of a Cubs fan I am, and how big of a baseball fan I am. But I don't think that we could have gone and won that World Series without a role as Chapman. Um, and you think about it, we gave away. We gave away Gliber Torres. He was on our team. We gave away like two more draft picks um, in order to get a role as Chapman for literally one year. He won the World Series, which is great. It paid off in the end. But we also gave away our future, which could have been Gliber Torres, who is 24, 25 years old. Uh, I think it was like one or two more people that we gave away. So it's just one of those things where you got to assess the risk, assess the reward. And I think that also contract duration also plays a big part into this as well. Yeah. Like if you're trading uh, first round two, three first round picks for Matthew Stafford, and he's only on your payroll for one year, then that probably doesn't really work that well because no. it's a huge risk for not a high reward because the reward would only be yeah. a possible Super Bowl for one year. Well, I saw – I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. go ahead. But the uh, Von Miller trade, the, the Rams are only paying 900000 of his salary. The Broncos are paying the other $9 million. Yeah, which I think that the only way I think draft picks get really good is if teams agree to take on terrible contracts for picks. If I went, if I went to your team and I was like, I'll take David Johnson's contract off of you for like a second round pick, and just eat the cap because your team sucks, I like, I, I would be for that. Something like, I, that. like if I your would team, too, if actually. your team was just terrible, because yeah. I think that like someone took Brock Osweiler's contract. He was like the, the, the Browns Tex, did the, or the Texans. Yeah, and they like got a draft pick for it. Like it's we terrible. will give you him for free. You just got to take his. Oh, yeah. Didn't they give him like 117 million or dude. something? We don't after, want to talk about after Peyton, dude. Because he won a few want, games. What are the? What's the worst contract that you can ever remember? Uh, the dude for the uh, Washington football team, the dude who was like real great. Albert Haynesworth. Yeah, yeah, just absolute trash afterwards. That or if it gets to it, I'm gonna hate to say it, Michael Thomas. That dude, you pay that man. <sighs> And he's been hurt, and now he's, he's out he's his out sec- for the rest of the, the year season, now. two seasons. Not football. And and just one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, he's great. He's awesome. But at the same time, it's like, well, you paid him, and and you got to – if he – if he moves on and he takes his contract with him, then it's like, wow, like you've wasted a lot of money. But in terms of that, Jamarcus Russell? <laughs> I don't know. Not football, though. Uh, I know we're talking about football players, bad contracts, but I'll say Chandler Parsons when the Grizzlies signed him. You remember that year everybody was getting super maxes and like Joakim Noah got like a hundred million dollar yeah, deal. Yeah, just dumb, just a uh, dumb amount of money. Who else? I don't know, but Chandler Parsons was coming off an injury with Houston after just being like a solid pick and pop wing, and then Memphis gave him like a two hundred million dollar five year deal, and then like he played like twenty games. No, you ready? Nicholas Batum, dog. He was a he was a average Joe. And it, I mean, Connor's talked about it multiple times. He had a good year with Portland. 
He did have a good year with Portland, but not enough to get that. It was not enough to like base your franchise around Nicholas Batum. Mm -hmm. And I know that like in order for the Hornets to get people, they have to pay a a king's ransom for him because other people, yeah, other people would the more attractive names, the Lakers, the even the Knicks, stuff like that. And then they didn't want to pay Kemba. Yeah, it. That to me is stupid as well. Well, and then you pay Terry Rozier twenty million dollars a year or something like that. I hate it. I could you imagine Kemba with the team? I know we wouldn't have got Lamelo, but it would have been good to see Kemba with Miles and PJ Washington. MVP PJ Washington. Miles Bridges is going off this year. Yeah, and they don't want to pay him either. No, mm-hmm. they offered him sixty million dollars, and he bet on himself. They need to give him like ninety. For how long? Like four or five years. I think. I think the role of a GM is becoming even more important than it has ever been with the amount of talent I think that we are seeing. Because I think that, like, yes, in all sports, you have your elites. Like, for example, like Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks. But we have right now our backup quarterback. Freaking Mike White threw for 400 and some goddamn hey, yards. Hey, and you know what? He's an MVP. Nicholas, Nickelodeon valuable player. Man, most valuable player. I mean, oh, that's he in his line. He's in the Football Hall of Fame now because him and Cam. So, like, you. Dude, good for Mike White. Bro, like, Did hey. Just move on to Mike. Bro, honestly. You ride the hot hand till it's over. I mean, honestly, I don't even know why. Zach Wilson was out. Does anybody know? He like was hurt. Uh, hurt. I mean, obviously. I think but it, like, was a, it was ankle or knee injury, I think. Because yeah, he's running for a freaking life every Sunday. I think it's one of those things where it's like we have teams. We have teams. Look at, look at the Packers, for example. Great segue. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers here in a second. The Packers – is Jordan Love playing? Because yeah, freaking Blake Bortles flew to try to join the 53-man roster. No, he's, Bro, he's, y'all keep sleeping on Blake. Blake's Chain the, smoking. No. Blake's going to be the best. My quarterback does not need to smoke cigarettes. Blake Bortles. Hey, Blake Bortles beat the Steelers. The Steelers. Yep. With A.B., with Lev. With Martavis, with Juju. Yep. Yep. You you name me a couple of his weapons that he on, had on his team. Leonard Fournette. Okay. D.D. Westbrook. And who? D.D. Westbrook. Who is D.D. Westbrook? Didn't he also have um, Allen Robinson that Allen, year? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. DJ Shark. He had... Uh, okay, okay, I get it. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Eifert. Also one of the most elite defenses Defense. we've ever seen. Yeah, Saxonville. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, Yannick Ngakwe. That middle linebacker who like raped a seventeen-year-old. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Calais Campbell. Oh. No, Calais Campbell's on all team. prison team. Mar- Mario, uh, Mar- something Darius, the guy who went. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, that was Malik Jackson. Um, Miles Jack. Miles Jack, who wasn't down by the way against the Patriots when he strip sacked somebody. Yeah, that is true. So that team was good. And Blake was holding him back. Whoa. We will not disrespect Blake Bortles Blake, on this podcast. Guess what? Blake, Blake Bortles. I, so, fun fact <laughs> about Blake Bortles. So That's I your have cousin? This, no. So there's no I reason this, why you like, should be defending him. Every year, I have this, like, for for at least three years, I had, like, a, a 
person that I thought was going to be amazing. Blake. And then Blake Bortles was one of them. <laughs> thought he was going to be amazing. Then the next year was Jameis Winston. He wasn't. <laughs> and then the year after that was Marcus Mariota. The, I, the you are he cursed. <laughs> okay. Bro, we have learned something. At the beginning of football season, if Jacob utters a Steeler or a Panthers, I'm I fighting will him. say this. I, I will, will shoot say you this. If you say Sam it Darnold, is, it has, I'll shoot it you. has got better. Because this year I chose Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray is still in the running for MVP. Can't wait for Kyler Murray's like like check sleeper. Kyler Murray out for the year. <laughs> so let's let's talk. Michael Pittman Jr. Two touchdowns. Just saying, we're having a Michael Pittman Jr. I had watch. to drop him because I wanted to keep Michael Thomas, but he's gone. Oof. Oof. <laughs> that ah! every week you tell me a very bad fantasy decision you made. Dog, I dropped <laughs> Leonard Fournette after seven point two points against the Rams because like he doesn't look like he's being used, and then he proceeds to go off, bro. But I still got Saquon and David Montgomery coming back. So Aaron Rodgers gone. He has COVID. Did the NFL? I'm pounding. What's that dude from Spider Man who always wants the pictures? Jay Jonah. I am Jay whatever. Jay Jonah Jameson. I am James Jonah whatever. <laughs> I want James. Know- <laughs> James Jonah Matthew Luke. I want to know. Did the <laughs> NFL know that Aaron Rodgers was unvaccinated or vaccinated? Because I have heard mixed results. That at first he lied. He's got State Farm. Which. He's been immunized. That's by by the Rogers rate. So I want to know right now, <laughs> because I'll say this: I'll fully address. I'll put my I'll put the sleeve out of what I think. Oh boy! I feel that yes, on a professional level, if you're the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you have clout, you have fame in your organization, in somewhat of football. You are not better than everyone else at a, at, a, at, a, at a safety level. No, like, for example, Tom Brady cannot complain or com- Antonio Brown, same deal, about their helmet. Everyone's got to follow the rules. I never understood so, the helmet thing. It was no, just because no, that was just the trying helmet. to get out of Oakland. Yeah, dude. You, really? He knew John Gruden was he, terrible. He called Mike Mayock a cracker, and he burned his feet on, like, nitrogen ice on purpose so he could try and get traded. This is when he was having his meltdown right after we traded him. So... I want to know if, if Aaron Rodgers had lied to the NFL that he was vaccinated. That calls into question everything because he has to be reprimanded because I feel like you are lying to the NFL organization whether or not you're – now, yes, his choice of being vaccinated or not is his choice. But I'll say this, lying to the organization and trying to get out of all of these things while – doing homeopathic therapy to increase his white blood cell count, which sounds like modern medicine, not homeopathic, but that's up to you, Aaron. If you want to be on the show, please do. I want to know if he, show, lied, if he lied. If he lied, should there be consequences? No. He's already got to play for the Packers. So, No. I mean, I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think that anything that he was doing is... So if you went to work day in and day out and lied to them that you were vaccinated. I don't think he lied. I think he just didn't make it public. Well, first of all, I I mean. Now, if it comes out that he's. Now, I'll say this. There is reports the NFL did openly say that we knew he was unvaccinated. While other reports were like, yeah, that's like we we knew now. I I mean, but it's one of those things where like if he like forged a vaccination card, then maybe. But like we have to do this at work. Like. If you don't want to get tested, 
You have to provide a vaccination yes, card. Yes, but I don't think he was going through all the normal tests that everyone else who was unvaccinated. Oh. I saw a report that the Packers weren't following their protocols. I think that if anything, it's probably like... I'm going it's probably on the Packers more than it's on Aaron Rodgers. And like I do think... I do call into question and I do don't like how like he th- he wants special treatment um how he like let's review he, the policy right now because I got caught so he's like he's like oh I like I was immunized like because of that I want the same treatment as a person who was vaccinated and it's like bro that's not the same thing so I do agree with you on that but I think in terms of punishment, if it's one of those things where like if the team doesn't ask him for it, I don't give a whole lot of problem yeah. to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because like if I'm not being asked, I'm not going to go out yeah. of my way to tell you that I'm unvaccinated. Yeah, it's the organization's fault for not following their protocols. And if it comes out, pretty sure it already came out. They weren't following protocols and NFL is investigating it. Yeah. Then in that case, it's the Packers' fault because he just – was doing what they said, which apparently they said do nothing and keep showing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like this idea that if he starts getting special treatment. Now, I understand. No, and I agree that I don't like this idea of special treatment, but it's a it, – it, to me it's a virtually don't ask, don't tell policy um, of like Green Bay never asked, Aaron Rodgers never told, like that kind of thing. Yeah, but at the same time, like they were reporting their vaccination numbers to the NFL, and like we know who is and who isn't. Internally, they would have known. I mean, what's it? Why does it matter if I know if he's vaccinated? Well, I think the Aaron, the because you have to follow the protocol of, for example, we all got on the Titans for breaking protocol numerous times. But because, that was before the vaccine. Yes. But what's the difference after the vaccine if the player's not vaccinated? No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's one of those things where, yes, it's his choice to get the vaccine or not. Now, if he lied about it and the Packers weren't doing their protocols because they're special, special treatment, then you best believe there needs to be some type of, like, fine or punishment or something to the Packers because it's like, hey. Oh, they'll get fined. 31 other teams is doing their job. Yeah. No, I agree. You like, know, and now, no, I'm sure that – Everyone else isn't on the absolute up and up. I'm yeah. sure that certain people are getting away with certain things, but at the same time, it's like, hey, like I know you're Aaron Rodgers and you get special yeah. treatment, but at the same time, it's like you got to follow the rules if, that everyone, like, you know, at our work. If it comes out that the Packers, because they're investigating them, that they weren't following protocols, they absolutely deserve to be fined. But Aaron Rodgers shouldn't because they never were following the protocols for him and if he uh, told them and it's true that the nfl knew he wasn't but then his team wasn't following the rules then it's not his fault it's the team's fault i guess but at the same time you'd think people would just be adult enough to go like hey like these are the pop like at our work we're supposed to wear masks yeah. you know and and if they said something like hey those who are vaccinated don't have to wear masks yeah and then the school asks the best teacher are you vaccinated? you know prove your vaccination records yeah. and they go like well, I'm not, but I'm not going to wear a mask. It's like, well, the school never stopped him. But at the same time, it's like, this man is an adult. He understands what the rules are. He, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the organization didn't do their job, which they're at fault here. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers probably knows the rules of what he can and can't do vaccinated. Yeah. Kirk Cousins over here talking about being in plexiglass. 
because <laughs> he doesn't want this vaccine, which Kirk. But you know, it's one of those things where Yo, the the vaccine is not that bad. I'm just like saying some, it's, it's a special treatment. Tell them. I, I heard the vaccine makes you a Nazi. Okay, and a communist and gay. And have I'm never gonna have kids now because I got the yeah, and have autistic children. Yeah, according to Lori. According to Lori. <laughs> so I up. just want to know that, <laughs> you know, but he's out. So if Jordan loves rocks the world, no, he will never get the start over. <laughs> no, don't Aaron not even a question. I'm saying, can he be traded to as like, hey, look oh, at this? If they see Jordan loves good. Aaron Rodgers gone next year. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers wants Plus, to be gone to the Chiefs, begin with. Chiefs defense they're playing against ass cheeks. Jordan Love's going to have cheeks. a show, show out game. Four hundred yards, looking like Mike White, looking like Mike White in his prime. If yeah. we if we get two games, second year rookie, if we Jordan get Love, two games of people throwing for over four hundred and yards. beating the Bengals that were like the Texans and the Bengals have beaten nearly every team they've come across, and both of them lost to the Jets. They have beaten the Steelers. Yeah. Oh. They have beaten the Bills. They have beaten the Chiefs. They have beaten the Packers. They have beaten the Browns, and they've beaten the Ravens. These six teams are the best team. Well, not maybe not the no, the Chiefs right now. They're but good teams. The good teams, but they both dropped the game to the to the Jets. I mean, any Sunday, hey, baby, any let's go. Hey. And not just any Jets. Mike White, who's never played four hundred hey, plus I yards. I want y'all to put some thirty-seven completions. Hey, y'all need to put some respect on my boy Robert Sala. Hey, I want y'all to figure out who Robert Sala is, because Robert Sala is my dude. He lost bro. to us, dude. Hey, hey, he was still figuring things out back then. <laughs> Robert Sala is the dude. I think that Robert Sala. I don't know whether he'll succeed with the Jets just because it's the Jets, but Robert Sala is an excellent coach. He was the for anybody who doesn't know, he was the defensive coordinator for the uh, for the 49ers, 49ers. Um, for the last like three four years, um, and he's the guy who like turned the franchise defense around to be like the best in the league. Um, but Robert Sala is that dude, um, and I think that he's trying. But it's one of those things where like. I think everybody has this mentality of they want to see like 49ers did two years ago of going from like the number two, number three pick, one of the worst in the NFL to like Super Bowl. That more than likely just isn't going to happen. Like it, especially for these small market teams like the Jets, Is like there the small Lions. market teams Jets, in football. In New York. Yeah, but market. they're, I mean, we're not talking about the Yankees that, I mean, I, I don't think that they're in the top I don't think that they're in the the top half of the league in terms of well, okay big market. Also, we got to talk about OBJ. We keep going. One second. If the Jets are small, then are the Giants huge? Yes. Well, their name is the Giants. They're both New York. The market's huge. It's just the team. Culture you know that like Yankees versus Mets. Yeah, I know. It's the I same know, way. But, yeah, but that's baseball. The Mets are still a large market. No, they're not. They're just not a good. No, historically no, good team. No, you're wrong. No, I'm not. I, I love, I love you. Mean no, it, but no, you're okay, not no. right. The Hornets are a small market team because it's a small city. Okay. And the Lakers are a huge market. The A's are in Oakland and can't field a stadium. Correct. Yeah, because I'm not market. out there. I'm not playing these days. No, it's a small Bring market, back but Ricky yet they're Henderson. in California. They're a hop, skip, and a jump away from San San Francisco. No one in Oakland can afford the tickets. Uh, is it because they're black? No, it's wow. because the, it's bad. Why no. Would you say- 
It's because no. they're vaccinated. It, it, so it's because <laughs> so they're a small we market because teams. they're bad, which therefore means that there's the Jets are now a small market because they're bad, which is the same thing with the Mets. They are a small market because they're bad. They're not a small market. Hey, Pat, we need you on the show real quick. Do you think that the Jets are a big market team or a small market team? Because this is, this I is a think, stupid argument. I, I quali- think that they're a small market team. I qualify Debate markets. Debate with Jake segment next I, podcast. Okay. I qualify markets based off their city and the stuff it attracts. But here you go. I mean, I would say, like, I, I couldn't be that qualified unless I was to really look at it. But there are a lot bigger market teams, but don't. I don't think that inherently just makes them automatically a small market team. So I don't think. So like let me Syndrome rephrase said, it. Let me if rephrase everyone's it. a big market, nobody's so a big market. So I don't market. think that they're the smallest of the markets. I think that they are in the bottom half of like. So that's top half big market, teams. bottom half small market, and I think they're in the bottom half. I could see them being in the bottom half, but again, that's kind of a like Connor said, that's a big generalization. That's that's a lot of teams and that's just a big kind of like lump Fair. to put them in with. But I would admit I like when I think of big NFL teams being the just kind of casual NFL person I am, I don't just think, Oh, the Jets. Like yeah. that's that's the big teams. Like, no. Um, so I well, will agree with that. Like I wouldn't they're not the ones that draw my mind to, but there are also a lot of teams that I would put very much below them on, like, who I think Jacksonville, first. the Texans. I mean, yes, I, I agree with you that they're not the smallest in the markets. They're not the Texans. They're not Jacksonville. Um, but if, you, if you're looking at it, I, I, would, I would say that they're on par with the Lions, if it makes you feel any better. I would agree with the Lions statement. Thank you. They have a Super Bowl. Wow, that was... The Jets have a Super Bowl from Joe Namath back in 1968. Joe. Also, Joe Namath apparently was terrible during his time don't in ever, the NFL. Don't ever disrespect he, Joe. Bro, Joe Namath had Joe? about 50 more interceptions than he did touchdowns. Yeah, and he's better than Blake Bortles. Bro, don't you disrespect Blake Bortles. Does Blake Bortles have a Super Bowl? He should. He should. He, he I think he could have beat the Rams that year. That defense. Y'all need to stop disrespecting Blake on this show. I will, if Blake Bortles do this show by myself. Do you know what Blake Bortles took for me? Yeah, because y'all suck. Y'all suck. Y'all don't even have a quarterback. You don't know who's playing quarterback every week. Man, we still better than y'all. Your quarterback's dating porn stars that got ran through. Well, I mean, Big Ben I mean, kind of did other things that should not be. Not as many as Deshaun. So let's That go. is not an argument. So that all he prison team, uh, speaking of, uh, on a slightly serious note, um, we do have to talk about Henry Ruggs and oh, yeah. the fiasco, the crash that happened. So as we understand, the man was going 156 miles an hour, hit a car, a woman and her dog died. He, he also was had a loaded gun and was apparently. I did not hear that. He, had a he was gun in his car. Double the legal limit, Jacob. You kind of just took what I was going to say. First of all, right out, words right out of my mouth. Before we say anything about Henry Ruggs, R.I.P. to the victim and the dog. Our condolences, because everyone's making a story about him when it's sh- when it should be about her. 
and the tragedy that happened to her. So sorry, I, I just so don't before like we that. talk, and and I don't want to make light of the situation because like like what Avery said, it's a very serious situation and a very sad situation. Whenever somebody loses their life, um, it's a sad, especially when somebody is. When somebody else is in the wrong, I mean, you're thinking, you look at the girl, like that's a brother or that's a sister, that's a daughter, um, that could be a mom that lost their life because of negligence. Um, and so it's always sad. It was a residential road too. It wasn't a highway. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. I don't think 156 is allowed anywhere. You cut that in half and he's still speeding. Yeah, for real. Now, my question to you is, is that. I saw today Derek Carr be like, "We're I'm still his teammate. Like I I still like want to support him. Like I he's going through a lot right now. Blah blah blah. And it's one of those things where like I'm kind of partially torn because I understand what he's saying of like I can only imagine what Henry Ruggs is going through right now. Um, it, but it's also one of those things where like, dude, you're in the wrong. Like, yeah, like, yes, he just saw his entire career go down life, the drain. You mean life, life, career, everything go down the drain in a matter of what? Ten, ten, uh, seconds. ten seconds, fifty seconds, whatever it is. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, I, I know you want to support your boy, and I know that, like, I'm sure that Henry Ruggs is sorry, and I know he feels bad for what he's doing, but it's like. Yo, like if anybody needs to to feel the gravity, to feel the consequences of his actions, it Ruggs. needs to be Henry Ruggs. I think that in the Derek Carr situation, I saw a tweet. It says he wears his – he's very religious and something of that nature of like he's always been supportive and that's like always what he said. And I think that it's one of those things where – let's say, for example, my brother did something like this, something horrific, my, my father – Someone that, like, you've come to care. Now, I know that's, like, in extreme because Henry Ruggs was a teammate. You know, you know they got bonds and stuff. But you you do want to understand that, like, let's say that Avery, you know, or you did something like this. And you're going through, like, an incident. I'm going to try to be there for you as a friend. And I'll make sure you, like, I'm sure Derek Carr told him, like, you definitely did something wrong here. Yeah. And you need to, like ask for forgiveness and, and do the right thing, but you can still be there for someone. Yeah. Yet he he made a mistake. He made he did this himself. Like this is all on now a mistake, I don't like using that word because it's like it makes it seem like he didn't mean to. Um but I don't I don't know what the proper word would be for that. But I think that he needs to understand that even with any of my friends who did something horrendous. Now um there's some things I wouldn't forgive, and I'm not going to bring it up. Yeah. But, like, you know, if if one of my friends, he, he understands, he got drunk, he did a poor judgment, got in a car. Apparently, the NFL actually has a driving service for players if they get intoxicated. That's also available oh, in Canada. Makes $5 that, million. Call an Uber. Yeah. That's, even, that's what we said. That's even worse. Wor- like. yeah. So, he, he messes up. So, there. I think this is a very extreme because it's a loss of life. Yeah. Which... You know what is what is he supposed to say on the podium? Screw this guy! I'm never going to talk to him again. Derek, like that would look bad. And Derek Carr also lost John Gruden, which John Gruden's a terrible person. And he was like, "Hey, man, like you know, you just got to keep moving." And I think that I can't be totally mad at him because I think if I if 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 something like this happened, I would probably come out and if he was my team, like, "Hey, 
he's definitely going through it. I'm going to support him, but he understands what he did was wrong, and we're going to continue to tell him that. He if if he was like he did nothing wrong, yeah, I'd be mad at him. He's the leader of that team he's since they don't have a coach, and I think Henry don't have Ruggs, a receiver either. Henry Ruggs is only 22. He's still a kid, and he messed up pretty bad. And when you're a kid and you mess up. Even like when we're like eighteen, say like we did something stupid, feels like the end of the world. And I think it's more so of him saying like I'm there for him emotionally, but I'm holding him accountable. Yeah, and he's that whole the whole franchise is in disarray because of everything that's happened now. Yeah, and so he's just and, being that. Rock and they're baby. being investigated how, by the IRS. Everything's yeah. so in shambles. How do we feel about like redemption though? So it's one of those things. No, it, but it but it's the same. But like it's the same thing that happened with Michael Vick, of like no at a no redemption. Like I'm not talking about a redemption in the NFL. I'm talking about just like, and I know that we're talking about a loss of life. But it, if there's no if there's no idea of second chances, then I, what are we doing? I think. Now, and I know that we're not the ones who should to judge who should and should not get second in my, chances. In my opinion is this. If you take a human's life, for example, O.J. Simpson, you, 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 he didn't technically do it by the, the, the criminal system of the United States, but for Michael Vick, what he did was awful. Dogfighting is seen as terrible. Many people hold dogs' lives over human lives because humans are terrible people. But I think that him getting on the air, on the media, and talking about things, yeah, he also did a lot of the back half of like making up for it and, and talking about it. And he went through his time. He spent a lot more time in prison than some other people in, in who have done more terrible things. And he did his time. And, and yes, I believe dogfighting is awful. But I can somewhat go, okay, I understand the background. He made his mistake. Yeah, and he's tried to live up to it. But Henry Ruggs, 156, double the legal limit, killing someone. He's does No, no news broadcaster is going to go, Henry Ruggs, you were a great wide receiver. No, I, under, Come back. I understand that. I understand that. But if we're talking about intentionality, like – Yes, Henry eventually, Ruggs obviously didn't mean to kill that person. Yeah. Whereas, like, and I don't want to, and I don't want to play the comparison game because it's like comparing apples to oranges. But like, Michael Vick was so much more intentional of participating and doing a dogfighting ring than Henry Ruggs was. I mean, you think about it, and I know that like driving under the influence. Number one, number two, going 156 miles an hour. Number three, actually going like and killing someone like but by accident obviously. I, but it is one of those things where it's like dude, like I know that we can't we can't be perfect. judge, jury and executioner. I think that eventually you could be redemption. I I think that there has to be redemption. I I would like to believe that everybody deserves at least a little bit of redemption. Now, if, if you're talking about, like, Hitler, there's no way that you can, like, fully redeem yourself over 7 million Jews or 6 million Jews or whatever it is. But I do believe that everybody should get, maybe not a full second chance, but a chance to redeem themselves. He might not. In the, maybe not in the eyes of the entire public, but try to make things right. I, yeah. If Henry Ruggs paid... Did his time, paid money to the family, apologized on air, and said, and and became an advocate for against people of drink drunken drivers. 
you have to go to that analogy though. But I think that like you know maybe eventually you go all right. You did something terrible and and, and it and it and it wasn't his intention. You, and I'll give it that. I feel like now if he walked up to some lady and just murdered her, that's a little bit of like a different yeah, like I mean, this is intentional. It, but. I, I think, yeah, you can get redemption, but it's going to be time. Like, he's not going to get redemption in the sense of, like, welcome back to the NFL. In the end, drunk driving is despicable, and it was an accident in the end. And he obviously didn't mean to do it, and he needs to be held responsible. But but that's the thing, is that you have to have consequences for your actions. You know the the wild part? Henry Ruggs lost a friend to drunk driving. Yes. And he did celebrations when he caught a touchdown to respect his friend he lost. He was being young and dumb. And I'm not giving him an excuse, but he's gonna have to do his time, be held accountable, and do whatever it takes. How long to, do you? Uh, how long do you? Technically, think? it could be a felony charge, two to twenty years. I said ten to fifteen. I was going any. about ten. Yeah, I think he'll do a shorter amount than twenty because he's an NFL player. He's gonna get like, but I don't maybe, think he'll play again. I think he will. I think he's gonna get at least fifteen years because of the speed. He's gonna have really good lawyers argue it down to ten. And then do time serves for five. Yeah. If he does five, I mean, you're talking about a 23 year old. And I know that, like, it, it's one of those things where we keep up bringing up Michael Vick because Michael Vick's probably the most recent guy who's gone through the system. There's still people that hate Michael Vick. Oh, yeah. It, but it's one of those things where it's like, do you think he's 23 years old in five years he'll be 28? No. Like, you, you don't think he can ever – I ever mean, Alden play. Smith for some reason got a second chance. And then – I mean, the Cowboys would take him. Yeah. I mean, Josh Gordon has had like 18 <laughs> second chances. Yeah, but that's all marijuana stuff. That's not like – if Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon didn't, get, didn't kill someone. I don't think you can compare – Ray Lewis killed someone. Who? Ray Lewis. Wasn't that like self-defense legally, though? Legally, yeah. Aaron Hernandez killed someone. Yeah, but he wasn't coming back. He's dead. He's definitely not coming back. <laughs> O.J. Simpson was never getting a second chance, you know? Yeah, well, but yeah, O.J. Simpson old, was also he was retired. retired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no one's, no one's going to bring O.J. Simpson as, like, a coach or anything under the organization. He was just chilling in the Bills suite the other week. Was he yes. really in the Bills stadium? Yeah. Well, on a lighter note. Let's. Do you still want to do the all president? OJ game? Simpson was no, in the I Bills stadium. Yeah. Well, we'll end it on this. Like this part, not the no not the lock of the week. I said this. Let no, me finish no, down. Part. The segment. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Call someone. Yeah. I don't care. Call an Uber. Do something. Don't Walk. Drink and drive. Walk. Just don't endanger other people's lives because it's not just your life. Which is why friends take friends' keys when they see them so, drink. Lock of the week. Or was there another topic? Uh, no, I didn't have anything. Real fast, as a Steelers fan, OBJ, how are you feeling? Uh, it's great seeing the Browns in turmoil after we beat them. I okay. I don't know why you I asked. don't want. I think that the Browns are a organization that, I don't know, it's just one of those things where I, the Browns, to me, have always been an ultimate underdog story. And so, like, I know that they're your crosstown – not your crosstown rivals, obviously, but your division rivals and stuff like that. But I just want them to win. Like, I want them to be successful. Um, and to see, like, 
them to finally get the talented team. They have Kareem Hunt. They have uh, Nick Chubb. They have Jarvis. They have Odell. They have Baker. They have Miles Garrett. They have uh, Jadavion Clowney, which on paper should be a force to be reckoned with but to see every year just somehow some way either it's bad coaching whether it's that odell doesn't live up to expectation jarvis gets hurt um baker breaking ankles breaking baker breaking ankles stuff like that so it's just one of those things where like i want the browns to be good every year um because like i think that cleveland deserves it um but it's just one of those things where like I don't know. I feel like Odell still has so much left in the tank, but it is. I think there is some validity to it. Of Locker he's not getting Baker's not throwing to him. He he's not getting the looks, and like he had one catch for six yards on Sunday. Yeah, and like it's one of those things where you're talking about a guy for four straight years had a thousand yard rushes or a thousand yards receiving. receiving. Like you should. There should be no reason why he's not getting, even if he's past his prime, he's not getting at least 500 yards receiving when he's healthy. Now, I know that the healthiness versus injuredness factor does play a big factor into it because Odell's been hurt for a long time. But I still think that, like, if we're talking about if he has a change of scenery, say, for instance, he goes to the Saints. Say, for instance, he goes to he the Niners. He goes to Green Bay. He, late, though, the trade deadline. Yeah, probably. I know, but it's just one of those things where if he finds his way over there, like, you might see Odell All right, I have a question. return to form and maybe not be a top five because I don't know whether he can ever be a top five again. Still be great. But I think that he can still be a top ten, top fifteen receiver because, he, like – I think that Odell, and this might be, be a hot take, but I think Ho- Odell is arguably one of the most athletic receivers we have ever seen in the NFL. I, I mean, agree. the stuff that he can do, the, the catches one hand, like you just can't teach that. Yeah. Like, And I know that you can practice it and practice it and practice it, but you just can't teach catching a ball behind your head in game with three fingers in a real game. You can't do that. While getting worse collars. Yeah, like that. you can't teach that. And I think that like it's just sad to me to see the trajectory of Odell, uh, of Odell's career because I want him to be good. And I think that like. Are you you blaming Baker? I don't. See, I think that Baker might be part of it, but I think that Stemic. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Stefanski, Stefanski could be part of it as well. Like, I think that, yes, Baker is, like, definitely a a part in it for sure. But it also could be that the plays are not being run to Odell, where they're not allowing him to yeah, get a chance Browns, to succeed. Browns are a run-heavy team. So, I mean, it, when you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Also, my lock of the week is negative two and a half points over Miami Heat. Uh, I think uh, they're going to score more than Boston. I heard. We're so, switching to basketball. No, I'm heard. playing. I'm playing. I'm so confused. <laughs> um, what is – so how did we do last week? So talking about – You lost. I you know that. the Browns over the I, Steelers. Yep. I finally got a win. Oh, so you're and what, Miami's, two and five? I didn't count the losses. I just counted wins. Well, this was week seven, so you're oh, two and I'm five. Two and five. Uh, Connor won. Titans plus one over the Colts, and they won by two. So I think Ooh. he's five and two. I think I'm four and three now. No, he's he's got six. He's six and one. 
You're five and two. Oh, I'm five and two. Okay. I'm two and five. We are on week eight. We're on week nine now. I swear I thought he was five and two. Because I know I'm one behind him, but I thought that I had only won four. No, he's six and one. Okay. That's fine. I'll go last. And I'm two, I'm two and five, and you're five and two. Um, we're doing lock of the week. Yep, we are doing lock of the week. Um, would you like to go first, Avery? Uh, I have to pull it up, so no. Um, this is going to be a hot take. Um, no, I don't want to. Can't do this. use that team. What? <laughs> I'm already. I know which one you were going to pick. Have you already picked that team? No, I have no idea what you were talking about. Um, I'm going with the Raiders minus three over the Giants. That is my lock of the week, my good man. So Raiders minus three over the Giants. You already picked the Raiders. Fuck. I told you you already picked that team. Um. Okay. Um. I'm going. This was my original one. And I got to trust my gut. I'm going the Cowboys minus 10 over the Broncos. Okay. The Raiders a lot. I remember now the Raiders, they were supposed to win by three and a half, and they won by three. Cowboys minus 10 over who? Uh, the Denver Broncos. Broncos. That's a big spread, but we'll have to, we'll have to roll with it. I'm – I'm taking the Patriots three and a half over Carolina. Mm. That's not out of that's not out of spite. I just well, you're fine. I think they're better. That's like that's a good. Um, have I picked Miami? No. I'm choosing Miami negative five point five over the Houston Texans. Tyrod Taylor can come out with a vengeance. Is he, is he playing? I think he's supposed to. So how do we, we – we didn't really talk about it that much. We talked about it at the beginning of the program, but congratulations to the Atlanta Braves oh, yeah, uh, winning for, winning, for winning their World Series. Um, I think that it's a really good story. Um, yeah, I saw them the year that they won it. Um, I think that it's a really good story just because, number one, Freddie Freeman has been so loyal to – Atlanta, and for that to actually finally pay off is incredible. Um, it's also wild to me just like that they actually won it just because you think about this year, they lost three former All-Stars. Um, they lost Acuna, which arguably is a top ten player in the MLB. Yeah. Um, they lost Marcelo Zuna, who was their superstar in the playoffs last year, to domestic violence. And they lost Mike Soroka. Their pitcher. Who was kind of – one. If not the ace, one of their aces early who in the season, was right? uh, – what would you say? He was like early in the season. Yeah, he. I think he tore his Achilles actually. Yeah. Um, but he got hurt, and he was an all-star in 2019. And you think about it, like Jock Peterson got traded at the deadline. Um, Eddie Rosario got traded Soler. at the deadline. Solaire got traded. Um, and if I just like read to you some of their regular season stats, you'd be like, how in the hell 
would like how in the hell are are these guys in the World Series? And like winning MVP. You think about Jock Peterson. Like Jock Peterson during the year. Like yes, he's always been a power hitter, but I guarantee you that I think here. Let me see if I can. He, find He's one of those playoff players, dude. When yeah. He, whenever he's with the Dodgers, he was carrying them. Hey, the, he's one of the few people who can say that he got back-to-back championships on two separate teams. So it's just He's got to do it a third time to tie and a fourth time to break it. Come back to L.A. Because um, it was – I forget. There was someone who played for, like, the Cardinals, St. Louis, and someone else. He's, like, one with, like, four separate teams. Cardinals and St. Louis? Well, <laughs> well shut up. Yeah. Jock Peterson's average during the 2021 – It's, like, 170. 238 with 18 home runs. I mean, Jorge Soler. I mean, Jorge. It just proves to you that baseball has no math that should ever qu- quantify who wins in that game. We could beat the Braves in enough plays. Jorge Soler, 223. So these guys are terrible. I mean, proportionally, their average is terrible. Like, yes, they're a powerful team, but – I think that it's just wild that you can – I think that this is arguably one of the greatest comeback stories, especially against the Astros who are seen as the biggest villains. I mean, you look at – at one point, I think in early August, I think the Braves had like a 0.3% chance of – not only winning the World Series, but like making the playoffs because they were like five games under 500 or something like that. Um, and so the fact that they can come back from that, they can crawl their way, win the NL East, um, then they beat not one, not two, but three of the arguably the greatest teams because I think they beat the Cardinals, which the Cardinals weren't that they great. They were like an 18-game win streak. But, but they were hot up to that point. And then they beat the Dodgers, which that in itself was like the biggest upset that you can think of. Yeah. And then you beat the Astros, who just got just beat the brakes off the Boston Red Sox. So, like, I think that it's a really good story. Um, Freddie Freeman gets his ring. Um, and you you're right. I mean – regular season gets thrown out the window like yes you could be a regular season warrior but if you can't show up in the playoffs then what get like what's the point like it's one of those things where Clayton Kershaw for the longest times it was like he was a multiple time Cy Young winner but he couldn't play in the playoffs and so it's like yo what are we even doing here whereas like you got Jock Peterson Jorge Soler Eddie Rosario who arguably the three best players in the playoffs who were not terrible, but like they were mediocre at best. Eddie Rosario, Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson. I think all three of those guys didn't even start the season on the Braves team. And nah. so I, I think that if anything, if anybody needs to get the most credit for it, it needs to be the GM of the Braves. Because the fact that you can lose three guys and you can go out and See. not – you could very easily be like, all right, guys, we're packing it in. We'll try next year. But, no, he was like, let's do it. Let, let's keep on moving forward. Let's keep on going. Yeah. Let's trade Eddie Rosario. Let's trade this guy. Let's trade this guy i mean at this you traded he traded pablo sandoval the panda, panda. which he was okay he was, not even that good at best pinch, pinch he traded him for eddie rosario mm-hmm. who 
was the NL or NLCS MVP. Yeah, and then Jorge Soler was the World Series MVP. His, Jorge Soler, World Series MVP. The first player since like 1950 or something to win World Series MVP after playing with a different team for the yeah. most of the season. Yeah, because Soler was on the Royals. Yeah, Pe- Peterson was on the Cubs. N- Cubs. Because he left the Dodgers he was for the Dodgers, Cubs. then Cubs, then and I don't know where Rosario was. I think athletics. I have no idea. I think it was with I have the no athletics. Idea. You could be right, but I I think that it's one of those. It's a feel good story. Um, I think that this is a good cap to the MLB season. Um, I think that this actually has been a really good year for the MLB. Um, you have. This is the first time in a very long time, if ever, that your home run champions are under 22 or under years old. Mm -hmm. Fernando Tatis for the NL, Shohei Otani for the AL. Um, And then the Braves winning, uh, beating the juggernaut. I wish that they could have beat the juggernaut. Dodgers in the World Series, but that's not how that works. I'm glad they beat the Astros at least. But I did. But it it is one of those things where, like the Astros, were the the villainous trash can beating Astros, and it's nice to see that they could actually yeah. pull it out. Rosario played for the Twins. Played for the Twins. Yes, yes. He was okay. in the outfield with Buxton. Yep. But I, good for good for the Braves, man. Yeah, like feel good story. It Houston lost, America won. Yeah. I saw the map where it was like literally the entire U.S. cheering for the Braves, and then it was like the Houston with the Houston. Astri- with the asterisks because that's what everybody said that they should have yeah. because of the trash can scandal. So, um, I it's feel good story for sure. Well, Correa Correa is leaving this year, anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah. When I was at a bar, He'll probably crawl. come to the Dodgers just because he can. Pittsburgh. When I was in the bar crawl, there's a dude who dressed up as the Houston Astros trash can. It's amazing. On, a on Halloween. Yeah, on Halloween. We should end it on this. Go for what him. were y'all for Halloween? I was, I was Shrek. I was Captain Kirk, and I was Michael Myers. S- Twinsies. Only the reals will get that joke. Michael Myers also played Captain Kirk. Oh, t- Twinsies! Trippies. Tri- Triplets. Well. All right, y'all. Well, we greatly appreciate you. We will see you guys next week. Y'all have a good rest of your week.